This is Power 1 and 2 Digital, the Power Breakfast Show podcast series. All right, thank you so much, Champlay Auto Services. For powering our 8 o'clock news, we're checking them out. They're on the Eastern Main Road, opposite Carrierbury. Can't miss them whatsoever. Anything to do with your vehicle, fleet management as well. They're coming across from Tobago. You got some time. You drop your car off and get service. You might even get a wash. All right, so check out Champlain Auto. Give them a call, 662-6545, or like them on social as well. All right, this is our next guest is online already. Mr. Martin, joining me to tell you quickly what's happening traffic-wise from Grandi. Getting over into the stretch is heavy, heavy again. Chaguanas to watch it Roosevelt Highway. Highway is not bad at all. Uh, if you're heading from the east, you're going to pick up some traffic from Curep. Well, from Piaco to UE and then Stephanie Gasson, Curep in the Port of Spain, you got it. Usual spot, a little lighter, but still heavy, if that makes any sense. All right. Uh, 16 minutes after the hour of 8 o'clock, I'm going to take my quick break, a very fast break. When we come back, we'll have Mr. Martin George online. Every Sunday, enjoy brunch at the Cascadia Hotel. For an introductory price of only $99. Brunch time runs from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Kids 5 and under, accompanied by an adult, eat for free. (laughs) So bring the entire family and enjoy in this delicious feast every Sunday. At the Cascadia Hotel. Don't miss out. Call 235-4554 and make your reservation now. Brunch. At the Cascadia Hotel for an introductory price of only $99. Special conditions apply. It's hot, hot, hot. Furniture Plus September mattress sale is sizzling. Get therapeutic mattresses starting from just $999. Plus free gifts when you buy select Serta and Sealy mattresses. Available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check press and social media for details. All right, thank you so much, Evil Twin. Um, all right, let's welcome Mr. Martin George to the show. Good morning to you, Martin. How are you doing? I'm Recording in progress. Good morning to you and good morning, Trinidad and Tobago. All right. Thank you so much for joining us on the Power Breakfast Show as we have our post-budget discussion. Yeah, good morning, so. Martin George. Hey, sorry, Paul. Good morning. And Richard, good morning. Yeah, good morning, good morning oh, Martin. Richard. Yes. How was Tobago's weather this morning? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to call somebody in Tobago. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> so, uh, overall impressions of the budget initially before we jump in specifically to Tobago? Well, the thing is, um, Paul, as I um, have said um, last night and this morning um, elsewhere, um, it seems to me that what it lacks is a clear roadmap showing where Trinidad and Tobago is going in terms of its economic recovery. That's my concern. In other words, it appears to be a holding position budget. So in other words, um, the Minister of Finance, I mean, he touted the fact that, okay, we have not gone to the IMF. He um, basically, um, you know, made remarks about other Caribbean countries having to go to the IMF, which is a fact. And we are glad that, yes, we have not had to resort to that. However, beyond us holding our position, the question is, 
where are we really headed economically? And that, that's what I have not yet gotten from the budget. I mean, maybe I need to devil down into the details some more, but that is something that actually should be, you know, front and center. In other words, you are supposed to be able to lay out your plan pellucidly to be able to get the nation on board behind you and say, hey, listen, okay, we have to make some sacrifices, we have to make some cuts, we have to make some adjustments, but this is where we are heading. This is step one, and when we do that, then, okay, we build on that, this is step two. Then, listen, you do that, and people will get on board. Trinidad and Tobago does not comprise of unreasonable people who are, you know, unwilling to listen to logic and common sense and, you know, um, take guidance if it is that you show a clear plan like that. So that that's my main takeaway, Paul, in that I am not seeing that in terms of me being able to say, well, as a citizen of Trinidad and Tobago, I understand from the budget where the government plans to take us in the next five years, the next 10 years or whatever. Use the same term, uh, Mariana Brown used a short while ago, holding pattern budget. That's interesting. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that, 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 that's, that's quite a coincidence because I, I didn't realize he was on the program. Yeah. The, the, the issue of that sort of, I, I guess the word is vision or, or direction, uh, is it that they know something we don't know? They're being very cautious about the recovery slash transformation or is it that they the government feels philosophically we're still in a recovery stage uh and to move to changing direction now may be too risky it it could be that i mean at this stage they were just finding their way out of the pandemic so um maybe it's a sense of caution maybe it's a sense of um uncertainty but remember for financial instability uncertainty is always your greatest risk because look at what happened um, with the british pound yesterday you know it plunged you know just over the uncertainty that um, shook their financial sector so you know regardless of the challenges you see and that's why you know i mean and paul and richard you know and steve you know i just hope that people in trinidad and tobago are able to one day put aside their political lenses and understand that when we have programs like this and we are discussing issues and ideas and practices, principles and procedures, and we are saying that, look, we are calling the government to account to a higher standard. It's not personal. It's not political. This is for all of Trinidad and Tobago. So in other words, when we put in government, you are put there to lead. So regardless of the challenges, you are still supposed to be able to say, hey, people, okay, all right, yes, we're in a crisis, yes, we're in a challenge, but hey, this is what we're doing to hold our position, and these are the steps we're going to be taking to move forward in this direction. And that's what you are there for. That's what governance is about. It's not just to say, well, okay, you know, um, you know, throw your hands up in the air and say, well, you know, um, you know, it, it is a bad situation or like how they have done sometimes with crime and say, well, you know, we are a violent country. I, I reject that notion. I reject that, that, that suggestion, you know. So let's understand that we have to keep doing what we're doing, particularly on programs such as this, which is to try to get the population to understand that when we call upon the government to do their job, 
it is not political, it's not personal, it's for the good of Trinidad and Tobago. Now, I hear you in terms of the framework, the economic framework that guides us as to what is the economic plan, um, rather than being a holding a, a holding budget, as you're referencing it, and which Mariano referenced yeah. it as. And I'm wondering if it is that they gave hints of it. For example, and, and, and I don't know if it is the government is... I don't know, tepid in terms of, or tepid in terms of how it approaches certain things. So it mentions it um, as, as a line item in the discussion or in the long four-hour um, speech. So, for example, the digital economy, he talked about the developer's hub, he talked about software um, development in terms of innovators, etc., and which is an important part of the digital economy and which is an important part of the, the world economy now in terms of software development, et cetera, and app development, et cetera. And so he mentions it as, as, as a platform, but it wasn't an intense focus on it that this is one of our platforms so, moving forward in terms of our economic recovery. Exactly, and that's the point I'm making. So in other words, it's, it's the clarification and that level of communication. And then now you must relate it to the individual man in the street. So in other words, people are, must be able to buy into it. So in other words, okay, if you say, well, all right, okay, as part of our initial plan, we are going to make Wi-Fi accessible to every corner of Trinidad and Tobago for but, free. But, but Martin, George and, and Richard Ragobasing, to come and say that again after you said it in the last two budgets might be counterproductive to people ascribing your credibility because that has been said. Wi-Fi for rural areas, Wi-Fi for this, all those it's things, digitization as a, as a pillar of our, of our thing. We have a ministry of digitization. That has been said in past budgets and has not materially come to life. Right. That's the point. Yes. Yes. Agreed. So Agreed. We were saying a third or fourth time and it can happen again. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, that's what I'm saying. If it is that they could devil down into some details and show, well, this time we actually have a plan to, you know, actualize this. And we, and, and we should know, believe you why. Sorry? And we should believe you why. Well, true, they, they, they may not, they may not, um, the public may not believe because the point is, if it is that they have been failed promises before, but that, this is what I'm saying. That credibility gap, Paul, is what the government needs to close. That credibility gap. So that's why I'm saying that, you know, it, it appears that the budget is distanced and divorced from the general population in that you are not relating it to the man in the street. And people are not feeling that sense, well, hey, yes, this is a plan for me. I am on board with this. Well, I think the credibility gap is more than that because in the past couple of weeks when people have raised questions to the Minister of Finance about what he's projected and what has materialized, he got a little tepid, you know, and gets a little defensive. But really and truly, part of what to me a budget presentation should be is accountability. Yeah. Because you've you've yes. delivered six budgets before. Yes. Yeah. And what 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 did you what did you project tonight? Budget is projection, yes. In the last budget that materialized substantially. And what did materialize and why? I'm sure you have stuff that you could talk about that you have materialized, that you accomplished. But then there's a lot of stuff that we keep. I go through it because I have to. The, the presentation year by year, and I see, I'm seeing these recurring decimals, and but it's come up again. So we hear this time the Toko port is at the environmental assessment stage, and that's all you hear. Yes, yes. 
Yes. And it's like you hear about fishing pond, and then you hear about uh, e identity and digitization, yes. and you don't hear. I guess the other ministers who will come after will have to give an account, hopefully, of where their projects are and why and if they've materialized and what stage they're at. But you're right. Mm-hmm. The population are watching them. The population that's watching right. come. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. And you see, and, and that's where I think that the, the humanization of the budget presentation needs to um, be improved. I, I, I think really and truly we, we need to understand. So, because, okay, look, even the gas prices, you know, I mean, uh, I think people can be made to understand that if it is that you get to their level and you are able to show them, you know, how this is going to benefit the country in the long term, or it's going to benefit them in the long term. Just reading off statistics and figures and making comparators with gas prices in the U.S. and in um, Barbados and other places, it doesn't help the ordinary man. If, if he's never been to Barbados, he's never lived in the U.S., what, what does that matter to him what their prices are? He knows he has to deal with his bread and butter issues on the table, how he's feeding his children, how he's taking them to school. And, you know, here's the next thing, Paul. If you had, you know, married that with a plan to show that, hey, we are going to be providing an efficient, effective, you know, um, you know, reasonable mass transit system, so therefore the monies we save here are going towards that, so therefore the general population will get at ease. Paul, think of how many millions of man hours are but lost. You can, but you can't say that, but you cannot say that if you're not going to do that, and you're not going to do that well, because <laughs> that's part of your plan. So you're going to say what you're going to do. Well, this is, this is the point I'm saying, you know, so these are the things that I found were missing in the budget because, in, you know, th- this is how you make development happen in your country. You say, well, okay, look, we're cutting here, but it is because we are using that money to develop here. And that's what you're not hearing. All we are hearing is the increase, the more taxes, the, you know, so the, the effect of it on the small man, the individual in the street is like, oh gosh, it's just more pressure, more pressure, more pressure, more pressure. That, 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 that's, that, that's what people are saying. Yeah. Well, let's move to Tobago. Um, because the, the, the Minister of Finance, of course, said that Tobago has gotten more than it got last year. Um, and it's about $2.5 billion, roughly. I, I think somewhere in that vicinity. 2.521. Yeah, 2.521. Um, is it a holding budget for Tobago, too? Uh, well, even more so. Because if you look at the allocations, 87% of the budgetary allocation, because I worked out the figures, 87% is geared towards recurrent expenditure. So in other words, that is just to pay your existing bills, salaries, wages, rental, you know, um, for goods, services, etc. So in other words, that is just for you to stay afloat. So that is even more of a holding budget where you have 87% of it allocated to recurrent expenditure. Now, this is something I have chastised the THA for in the past, and I will continue to do so, because no business model is sustainable at all if 87% of your projected budget is going to go towards expenses. It cannot be sustainable. So therefore, in other words, Tobago has to look at what it's doing with its budgetary allocation. It has to look at these recurrent expenditures and maybe make some adjustments there. 
because what you need to have more of is more capital intensive um, funding, more capital intensive development, infrastructural projects, which you can now have a lasting effect that, okay, when people drive around in Tobago, they could say, oh, yes, right. So I could see where the money from last budget went because they built this, they provided this, they... That, that's what you need. You don't need to just be spending it on wages and salaries and rentals of buildings. You know, I mean, sometimes when you rent, you pay for some of these buildings, you could buy three, four, five buildings with, with the rent you pay for the building. So, I mean, we really need to take a fresh look at how the budgetary allocation is spent in Tobago before we even begin clamoring to say, well, we didn't get enough money. Because in other words, if you're not showing me any major project or investment in that sense that you want the additional monies for, one could very well understand the finance minister's um, viewpoint that, well, okay, what I've given you is enough. I, I made sure I covered your expenses, because that's what you need first and foremost, and you have not shown me any capital-intensive projects that you need money for, so therefore I'm not giving you any more. Agreed. And the way it's going, I don't know who will be in charge anyway. Capital <laughs> projects, in, <laughs> mega projects in Tobago. Um, and maybe you can answer this from Martin. Mega projects in Tobago, because it's always a little, there's, there's some degree of overlapping that takes place. For example, the ANR International Airport, the ANR Robinson International Airport, it doesn't come under the TSA budget. It comes no, that's under, the central government the, issue. That's yeah, it comes under budget. the government budget. Yes. So uh, is, are there other mega projects that are occurring in Tobago that are coming under the national government and not under the THA. Well, the Scarborough Hospital was one. That that was that was a central government um, initiative. Um, I mean, if they talk about um, any redevelopment of the port of Scarborough, that again would be a central government project. That kind of thing, right? But this is and this this is why I'm saying, Richard, my criticism is of the THA because, in other words, they ought to be able to show their own projects and say, well, hey, listen, this is something we want to build, we want to invest in for the people of Trinidad and Tobago. Um, it's going to have this benefit, it's going to produce this amount of income, that kind of thing, and present that and say, hey, listen, we need funding for this. I'm going to be sarcastic. If you can't send 27 people to, to dance in New York, how you go identify a major project? <laughs> but they do have a major project identified, don't they have a a huge plan for Roxborough that's supposed to cost $4 billion. Yeah, but if you can't send the 27 yeah. Roxborough people to dance in New York without country, <laughs> how are you going to identify the Roxborough plant? <laughs> and, I mean, that, that Roxborough idea, Richard, is not a THA plan. Uh, that's something that I think Mr. Duke on his own um, floated. Um, oh, much okay, it's not a THA thing. Bought into it and adopted it officially as a THA plan at all. I've not seen any evidence of that. Because, you know, we were having a discussion. Of course, we can't talk about Tobago and not talk tourism. And, and of course, he did talk about tourism. At some point, he talked about tourism. And he talked about certain projects on in Tobago um, in terms of right. hotel I development. Think, I think he made mention of the, um, the Rockley Point Hotel that is supposed to be built and the Comfort Inn Suites, which was recently opened and stuff like that. But you see, I'll tell you all the problem with Tobago and its administrators and leaders in the past. They don't even know or understand what their tourism 
product is. So basically what you've had is fits and starts, vai-ki-vai plans being drawn up by this one, that one, the other one. And of course they go on these um, expensive rides to these trade shows and these tourism shows where they seem to learn nothing except what the inside of a Walmart and a Kmart looks like, you know, and oh. how to shop at you know. <laughs> but, I mean, in terms of any real benefit for Tobago, they don't seem to understand it. The fact of the matter is that you have to look at where you are in the Caribbean. You are at the southernmost point. So, in other words, you have to be a very stubborn and determined tourist to even decide you're going to be going the first place. Because you have Jamaica, you have Bahamas, you have so in between that you could stop by where it's easier to get access you have much better hotel stock you get much better service you, i mean you just name it so therefore you need to first of all understand where you are before you could even begin to attack the problem this well okay let's start you know solving these issues i have said that tobago needs to start with simple things okay for instance they're supposed to have like a service training and excellence program and you reward people so in other words you you have maybe a, an annual competition for the best waiter the best waitresses you know that kind of thing but you provide the training and the guidance and you know you you, you make it exciting and interesting you, you get the hotel school revitalized. I mean, the hotel school in Tobago at one point had to close down because nobody went. No Tobagonians were interested in going. You had more Trinidadians flying across Tobago to attend the hotel school than you had Tobagonians going to it. And, so and quite frankly, when they attended the, the hotel school, was to get trained to get a job on a cruise ship, not necessarily to work in Tobago. <laughs> Yes. That's, that's what yes. that's why they train them yes. not necessarily yes. to work in a hotel, you know. Yes. yes. It was a stepping stone to get certification to end up in a cruise ship. Yes, you're right. You're quite right. You're quite right. You're quite so, right. So I mean, don't talk about civil. Just a side note, I went to a grocery, and this is not exclusive to Tobago Trinidad. Last week and at the cashier, I had a bag with chives or size when one pronounce it. And the cashier looked at me. This is her exact delivery. Where is that? I said, excuse me, where is that? And she pointed at the bag. She gestured to the bag. I said, it's size. How much in there? I said, you may have to count it to find out. <laughs> and the supervisor had to rush to say, um, that's not the way you treat a customer. <laughs> so you could imagine in a service-oriented industry like a yes. hotel. Where yes. is that? Yeah. And she yeah. thought that was fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. What? We, we, we don't we don't seem to understand that there's a value in providing quality service to customers or patrons you know I mean the the point is part of the whole tourist experience is the quality of service you get you know everything may not be perfect you know but I'll tell no, you no Martin, a good, a uh, good uh, attendant a good waiter a good could you, make up you're for too far down the line you too far down the line part <laughs> of a good tourist experience is first getting the promotion in your face and saying, I want to go there. Yes. That booking yes. experience has to be optimal. So you book in yeah. and you say it's easy to find amenities in terms of the hotel, find airlift, find yes. things to do. And that experience has to be optimal. 
because the yeah. other islands are doing it. They make it seamless and they press a button oh. and you're inside and they take your money, right? Mm -hmm. And then the airlift experience has to be optimal. And then the landing experience has to be yeah. optimal. Yeah. And then the processing through customs and immigration has yeah. to be optimal. Yeah. And then yeah. the drive yeah. to the hotel has to be optimal. And then the welcome at the hotel needs yeah. to be optimal. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. just yeah. about when you get to the hotel, you know, because <laughs> you don't have a bad experience in the airport. My vacation, done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I ain't coming back. You're quite correct. And the thing is, we, we don't seem to understand that all these factors play a part and play a role in the overall panoply of what would be the tourism experience. And th th this is where we keep missing the point. So therefore, as I say, we, we operate by fits and starts. You know, this person comes with an idea to the TA and they say, okay, right, yes, we're doing this. And then this next one comes or administration changes, they scrap those plans. You know, you're going and have a zip line. All right, okay, yes, you're hot and sweaty with that. Then you can't find the, the equipment that was supposed to be purchased. I mean, it, it's just absolutely crazy. And, and, and you know, what's the amazing thing, Paul and Richard and Steve? Tobago has so much potential as a tourism destination. There are so many things that could be done. You know, I mean, I have suggested, you know, just a simple thing like, for instance, that area by the Esplanade, by the Scarborough Port, if that area were to be pedestrianized, you know, and you develop like little small bars, cafes, bistros, restaurants, um, like, little... Um, like I said, Lawrence Gap. Like I said, Lawrence Gap. Ah, oh gosh, you're, now you're talking. Yeah, the, and, and, you know... Just a simple change like that you know how much business that will bring in. When you have your cruise ships docking there, the tourists will stay right there because they have so many things to do. There's so much excitement and happening right there. Exactly as you say, like a St. Lawrence Gap or like some areas in um, South Beach where they pedestrianize it, you know, and you have all the people basically dining in the street. And they feel safe. Well, that's the next thing. That's <laughs> okay. the next thing. That's the next thing. Cohen, when when the the news about Trinidad and Tobago when crime goes out, the the tourist the, the potential tourist is not disaggregating Tobago from Trinidad. No, they're not. So Trinidad and Tobago has a crime problem, and I don't feel safe in Trinidad and Tobago, and yeah. that needs to be dealt with in, in terms of the advertising and the marketing campaign. There are other aspects in the in the budget that do you think there are opportunities for Tobagonians or Tobago as a whole, in terms of looking because I, I don't get a sense that that happens they look at for example the the renewable energy initiatives and and or the ict initiatives or the or the technology hub initiatives that the assembly can look at and see how as an assembly they can facilitate tobagonians as a group as, as particularly young people taking advantage of these and doing something in the in the THA to speak to the central government about facilitating a cohort from tobago to to uh maximize that or take advantage of that Paul, because it's yeah. not only specific topic um, um, issues for Tobago. The budget is for Trinidad and Tobago as a whole. That's right. That's right. And th 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 this is why I'm saying a lot of the fault, I still say, lies with the THA because the point is they don't maximize those opportunities. And you're quite right. For instance, technology is something that, you know, I mean, young Tobagonians will gravitate to once you provide that nurturing and enabling environment for them to be able to say, well, hey, listen, let me develop my skills. Let me think I could be, I mean, listen, I have a friend in Tobago. I mean, he does IT and networking. And I mean, this boy makes millions, you know, mm -hmm. and this is just him on his own. So could you imagine if you are able to develop that 
as a proper training facility and ensure that the, the young people are able to understand the importance of developing these skills and then now being able to launch out into business on their own. You know, so the, the, the opportunities are there, but the point yeah, is... But, yeah, but the teacher has to act as a real facilitator and say, well, okay, I, I, I put out an ad and there's a, there's a provision on the budget. If you want to take advantage, come to the teacher and register and we get 30 young people and they supply, the teacher uses its offices to liaise with the central government or some other agency and they supply airlift to come to classes, accommodation in Trinidad, some sort of stipend to ensure that the young people are able to go through a program and some yeah. sort of... Uh, because very often a young person on, on his or her own, it's overwhelming. Yes, of course. If, if of the course. teacher can, can act as a conduit for a group of young people to take advantage of the overall provision in the budget, it's a difference. It makes a difference and it redounds to the benefit of Tobago, Tobago as a whole and Trinidad. Mm -hmm. Yes, no, and, but you see, Paul, I think part of it is a lack of vision. And you know, the Bible tells us that people without a vision shall surely perish. And I, I think that is what has been part of the problem. In other words, people are too consumed with the small issues, the petty issues, the, 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 the micro picture, instead of looking at the macroeconomic framework, because they, they, they're too busy with their personal infighting or their, you know, their, their, their egos or their, their, their personal ambitions. Uh, as somebody told me last week, if you're, if, you're, if you're so consumed with showing dirt, after what you do, realize how much you do it for the new and I, you know, you can't see. <laughs> That's part of the problem. Do you yeah. think, do, our question this morning was, do you think this budget, the, the provisions in this budget will move this country forward? That's our overall question this morning. What are your thoughts? Um, in terms of moving us forward, I still say it seems to be a holding pattern budget. So, um, I mean, we will move forward, but as to whether we will make progress, I am not sure that I'm seeing the provisions for progress. So in other words, yes, we will move forward by surviving for the next year. But in terms of progress, unfortunately, I'm not seeing it. The allocation to Tobago, to me, depending on the if you look at the percentage or the, the, the raw number, you could have a, a disagreement or a debate on whether or not Tobago got more or less in terms of percentage and or uh, raw number. A lot of focus has been placed on this budget on education and training. What are your thoughts on that in the overall direction and development of the country? No, I mean, that is definitely what is needed. But, Paul, it must be relatable to the man in the street. If, if you understand, when I say that, I mean, it's no point just having, you know, airy-fairy uh, ideas, as, as you said, digitization. That has been banded about. And, you know, but the thing is, to the man in the street who still has to go in a government department, fill out a form, and then when you fill it out, they say, no, well, no, you, we're not accepting that because you fill it out in um, blue ink. We need it to be filled out in black ink, you know, and that digitization doesn't mean anything to him. You know, no, because you I, I have one better than that. One better than that is the, the ministry provides a form online and says it will be heading to the digital arena. So you get the form online, you have to fill it out and still take it in, in person. <laughs> what? Yeah, yes, yes. So you have to then print it. Yeah, you have to print it. So it's, it's, it's available online. So we, we move into the digital arena. But you have yeah. to download it, print it, fill it out, and then take it in. And, and what's the point? 
And we do and we're not accept and we're not accepting digital signature to authenticate the phone. Right, yeah. So you need your I mean, so what is the point? What is the I point? That's the that all. That's the all. But people have to go and line up for the for the pension check and take it and carry it in the bank, as opposed yeah. to identifying the person by identifying and making sure that it's them through some mechanism, which happens all over the world, by the way. Yes, yes. It's not yes, novel. Yes, yes, and that yes, that elderly yes. person gets that check in the bank or in their account, as opposed to having to line up in front of this thing with the yes. season. And then, so, I, the, as you said, those are the basic things that the society will say. Yes, digitization is working for me. Or it's not always just a word yeah 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 and, and that's the point that's the point so i mean as i said the, the focus on education is great but the point is it needs to be relatable to the man in the street um but gentlemen could i please ask uh, if i could be excused because i have another commitment which i have we, we appreciate your time and contribution yeah, thank sure. you so much. thanks a whole lot it's always a pleasure and have a great morning same to you all right thank Mark, you so yes, much martin george we're going through our exploration of people's thoughts on the budget. Recording stopped. All right. Thank you, Dorothy. Thank you, Martin. Taking a quick break. Be right back. Every Sunday, enjoy brunch at the Cascadia Hotel for an introductory price of only $99. Brunch time runs from 10.30 a.m. to 3 p.m. Kids five and under, accompanied by an adult, eat for free. <laughs> so bring the entire family and enjoy in this delicious feast every Sunday at the Cascadia Hotel. Don't miss out. Call 235-4554 and make your reservation now. Brunch at the Cascadia Hotel for an introductory price of only $99. Special conditions apply. It's hot, hot, hot. Furniture Plus September mattress sale is sizzling. Get therapeutic mattresses starting from just $999. Plus, free gifts when you buy select Serta and Sealy mattresses. Available with cash and higher purchase plans. Check press and social media for details. Alrighty, it is uh, 10 minutes before the hour of uh, 9 o'clock. Of course, Sir Charles will be in at 9. Take you through mid-mornings. He'll read your messages and take your calls at 222-8255 and toll free. North Americans, 866-525-1099, all right? Um, there's a quick traffic update for you. If you're under solo, stuck in a little traffic just after Shaguanas, there is an accident just before, um, a little while before, between Monroe Road and uh, Carney River, northbound to minor accident. That should be cleared up. St. Helena towards Kelly and then Carney towards Curep, you've got traffic. Uh, Trin City towards uh, Uwe, Eastern Main Road, still heavy from Aruka, Arima Old Road. Golden Grove Road is heavy as well. Takariga, Mokoya, Paje, Tunapuna. Usual stuff going up towards Mova Junction. Going up Lady Young Road, you've got some traffic. Lower Santa Cruz, heavy out of Maraval, still heavy out of Mocha. Out of Dago, you got nothing really to tell you about, all right? Um, of course, let's check those that are on the solo. San Fernando, lighter than usual. Solo is pretty much clear. Um, approaching Chaguanas, got a little traffic. That's about it. All right. I uh, hope that traffic update helped you out one way or the other. <laughs>
bed in the hospital. Yeah, and we can't hear a word from health minister Kamal. Yeah. 
tell you. The Archbishop say people in Trinidad to pray. That is why we catch in so much hell today. I tell you. People come into church regularly, but they conscious only of money. And my friends, they money, money ain't no problem. That is Raj Shorty I in a track called Money and No Problem. Hmm. Like nothing had changed since that song was written. You have a great day. Be safe. Thank you, Paul. Richie Rich. Yeah, Trinidad Tobago. Have a fantastic day, whatever you do. Greedy people on this weekend. Check mm-hmm. RSRR Productions Facebook page for more details. Have a fantastic day, people. Remember to smile and laugh. It's great for your health. All right, thank you, Richie Rich. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Ruben. Of course, Wendell will join us tomorrow. Uh, right here on the Paul Breakfast Show. Let me see if I could uh, pull up on my my trusty phone here. The folks I have for tomorrow. Let's see. Uh-huh. Tomorrow we do have um, Valmiki Arjun and Vasant Barath. They'll be in on the program tomorrow. All right. As we continue our budget discussion, right here on Power 1 and 2 Digital. Of course, don't forget our morning poll. We did ask you this morning, are you satisfied uh, with the 2022-2023 budget? Do you think it will move the country forward? All right. So keep on voting. It's on our website and our mobile app. Make sure and check it out and vote. Okay, I'll give the final results come tomorrow on quarter to, to seven or so. Let's see what the results are so far. Let's see. A lot of votes so far. 63% are saying yes. All right. Uh, um, all right, so Charles is in already. Like I always say before I go, please adopt. Please donate to the various shelters throughout Trinidad and Tobago. Please do not just let your dogs out or dump them anywhere. Please, um, more and more. I'm all these little groups of people are just, they don't want puppies, they don't want kittens, they go to the side of the road and just leave them there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. You know, if you don't want, you know, there's a low cost pay program from AWN, uh, 275-SPAY, that's the number, S-P-A-Y, or you can call TTSPCA, they have a low cost system there as well, you know try and do that all right and of course as richard said uh greedy people is on at cipriani this weekend and pet butler on number one harris street in kirep um they do have uh we do have um tickets for it both saturday and on sunday so you can come by and get your tickets for greedy people both general and reserved okay so please um you know check it out all right, so, so Charles is here ready, and of course, you can come by the pet bottle and donate as well. Huh? You can do that, you could donate as well. All right, folks, keep it locked on. So, Charles is here ready. Um, it's exactly nine o'clock on time, as we try to be. Have a good day, folks.
Talk to you bright and early tomorrow morning. Thank you for choosing Power the Two Digital. Listen every weekday for our live show starting at 6 a.m. Remember, like, share, and subscribe. Power 102 Digital.